0: Welcome to RecW, your weekly look into the world of extreme championship wrestling, also known as ECW, from episode one all the way to episode 401. I <sighs> got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Griff and Jay. Griff is with me, Jay is on his way. So what I did there? He's
1: just a little late.
0: Yeah, but the real news is the pussycat dolls are back. And I don't thought, you wish? You... I thought at the beginning of the show, when everyone's just, you know, got their full attention, that's when we should cover this.
1: Don't you miss? Don't you wish your sad man was hot like me? Oh
0: you feel proud right? of that? Or Do you feel like you let yourself down?
1: I always let myself down.
0: No, you don't. What about that time you did that thing that was really good?
1: Oh, that thing. Oh yes,
0: that thing. <laughs> Oh, oh Griffy Um This week, we'll talk about, I guess, a little bit. I don't know, has anything really happened this week that's worth talking about? What, in the um, outside world? No, in the current era of wrestling. Um, Puff. Ah. Oh, oh, the, the new belt. The new belt, six and a half grand
1: is is, is, this, is this their attempt to like get rid of the universal title for, forever no is it called the universal title
0: it's the universal title
1: oh just and how much is it six
0: six and a half grand
1: and you don't even get free shipping
0: that's unbelievable right I mean you still got to pay what twenty twenty dollars to ship it or something
1: like at least include I mean, come it in on. the price
0: and make it out that it's free I mean, Just including the price, that's unbelievable. Isn't it? I mean, you think, come on, guys, work with me.
1: <laughs> Usually like everywhere, you spend over a certain amount of money, you get it for free. Uh, that is a ridiculous amount of money to then go, oh, by the way, I oh, want it delivered. Oh,
0: you want it delivered? Oh, that's a game changer, my friend. That is going to oh, be I 20. want
1: wanted to collect it from our offices.
0: Yeah, that is going to be 20. dollars that's oh, ludicrous. Just...
1: Oh. I don't think even Daniel Bryan's one was that expensive, was it? His wooden belt.
0: No, well, it's just that you could just make from one of those sacks from um, like BQ and... and Home Depot and stuff. You have like the, um, the things you do that and just carve a bit of wood out and stick it on the front i some champion. Oh. <gasps> ridiculous yeah so that yeah, that belt is um, it's different I get it but I don't think it's going to value I would have preferred like a staff or something
1: I think people would people would buy it I'm sure I'll see people on Twitter with it fair play to you let us know if it's good quality and it's worth the money
0: see my thing is I mean everything you, I mean people just might be a massive horror fan or whatever and love it but I, I kind of think if you make that sort of investment it's got to be because it's going to hold its value. And in years to come, you can sell it for 30 grand or something.
1: And I think the belt's got to last a while. Like, you can't be beaten or, like, the next, you... like, the TL, TLC pay-per-view and <sighs> it'd just be gone. And I'm, I think with the Broken Skull belt and, like, the Brahma belt and the, or the spin Rooney, like... He could easily come back. I don't see how... I don't know. Don't again,
0: like you said, like what if he loses at the next pay-per-view and suddenly everyone's six and a half grand belts have just started to turn up and this character's dead in the water?
1: Was that close?
0: <laughs> no, he's got He's got to go on to at least WrestleMania. I don't know. Maybe not.
1: I'm just give him a red strobe lighting. I don't want to see him in a big massive stadium and like... Oh, it's just got They've going. lost the noise
0: as well. Didn't they we used to have the noise? We used to go, nah, nah. Yeah. I didn't hear that. It's a Someone said that was scaring um, kids. I don't know if that's real. It scared me. That's why I wanted it. I like the adrenaline rush.
1: Apart from that, and, no, I don't
0: know. <sighs> no. is a pain a the back.
1: Oh, terrible Starcade. Terrible Starcade. maybe... The the main, not sorry. The undercard may have been amazing.
0: Um, yeah, well,
1: but we showed. don't get to see that. We don't get to see that.
0: It's 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 so hard. starcade What Starcade really needs to be is like just a massive nostalgia event. So you have all the old faces, like your Ricky Steamboats or whatever, uh, do a meet and greet before, and you sort of a bit of parades. And it's almost like a WCW one night only, I guess. So you have all the all the classic WCW legends doing a meet and greet, maybe a you know a team Steamboat versus Team Flair match like they did with the Hogan one, but have whatever and
1: yeah, <laughs> just anything anything but booking a Last Man Standing main event. Yeah, a... that turns turns up turns into oh, we're not going to give you that. We're going to give you a one on one match, um, and not the two people that have been feuding. Um, but
0: we're going to have a steel cage match on the undercard that we're never going to show you. I yeah, yeah, wonder, here's the question, as no one saw it, did they still have the red light? Oh,
1: probably. The thing is, I would have thought Bray against Strowman, have massive potential for him to turn Strowman. Obviously, that should be a massive build because obviously Strowman was one well, of. Well, that's that's why Ray that's Wyatt's... why it's not
0: televised, isn't it? They're obviously practicing them, working together for a future program or something. It's,
1: just, it's the thing is, I just don't get why it's not a house show to have to have the rights for Starcade and the way they've used it, and not just this year, the last two that's years, thr- the third year they've done it. The third year they've done it, yeah. and obviously with no hype no bit of just there obviously we've had Survivor Series all the massive build then all of a sudden it's just upon but
0: us but again it's weird they do this is the random throwaway special but they won't do something like Evolution Jay's here everyone hi we're just talking about and, that, and
1: that's and that's the show
0: um, it's just, we've just wrapped it up yeah I best mean, time yeah. yeah we've been fair play Shane Douglas and uh, we'll see you next week thanks for um Doing. Great rendition of Backstreet Boys, Griff.
1: Everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Now, we were just talking Could about um... oh. Talk Starcade. All right.
0: Yep. Yeah, we just spoke about that.
1: And, and um, Bray Wyatt's um, new six thousand six thousand thousand five hundred £6,500 plus shipping. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Bell.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. So I would love, and I don't think it is, but I would love that to be a cover, like a leather cover, that the universal title goes into, like a mask, or like a, almost like a mask for the bag, um, so that when whoever Daniel Bryan or whoever, not Daniel Bryan, but whoever, finally beats the fiend, they can unmask the belt and restore the the the, the belt to its its. Glory championship to its glory um, by by taking off the fiend mask and throwing it down and throwing it away um, because what you're going to be stuck with because I don't think it actually is that but what you're going to be stuck with is this point where um, someone's going to win and celebrate with the leather fiend monstrosity
0: belt well you say that Kofi at Wrestlemania completely disregarded. Daniel Bryan's belt and the other belt was just sitting
2: there organised by the New Day who pulled the blanket off and
0: yeah, it was a good. thing so there could be more blankets could be but it's good but to yeah plan- I, 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 would,
2: I would love it to be different and, and I don't think it's going to be I no. think. I think it could be clever but I don't think it's going to be clever I think it's going to be samey
1: Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yes we will.
2: I'm sure it looks lovely in a red light.
0: Lovely in the red
1: Red light. (laughs) Oh we both went for different two different
2: things. Yeah, when yours Parts of the same
0: song. (laughs) Um yeah, March the twenty sixth, nineteen ninety six, episode hundred and fifty three of ECW. Here we are. Start for that fan cam footage. Shane Douglas and Tommy Dreamer versus the Bruise brothers. Yes. Oh, it's a wild feud. Um, Yeah, skipping past that. We're going to the intro. Joe Styles saying goodbye to Cactus Jack. He basically thanks him for all he's done in ECW. And uh, that was very nice before cutting to the match itself. I thought he said some nice words about old Cactus Jack here.
2: Yeah, um, it's interesting how, especially at this time, ECW really just kind of steered into, um, and these people are leaving to go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I guess,
3: I mean, I think um, he he, he must have already appeared on TV. I think the way it crosses over, it's, um, yeah. I, I don't know how it goes, but he's already sort of, sort of Mankind did, I think. I don't know if a vignette's been shown or what, but I don't know if he finishes up and goes. He's already got the gear. But, yeah. Bingo to Cactus Jack's last match in ECW forever. Apart from one night stands. Um, he defeats Mikey Whitbrick. What do we think about this match?
1: I thought it was good. I thought it was a fitting, a fitting end. Um, and I like the fact that it was against Mikey. Yeah, um, yeah, some nice little spots. Um, I, I kind of, it, for what it was, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Should have been, I feel like it should have been on the end of the show. But that's just my personal preference, seeing as it's goodbye, Cactus Jack. Um, but ECW doesn't work like that, so yeah. Um,
2: what ECW also doesn't work like is is the, the age old tradition of the, the the wrestler leaving the territory or the the, the company goes out on his back. Um, so yeah. Cactus Jack picks up the win here. Um, Public Enemy went out with a victory as well. Um, they they allow the people that they're sending off to go off with a, on a with a victory, with a with a win, with a celebration. Um, which is cool, except it's just not the wrestling way. And it's it's a little bit weird between the two, I think.
3: Mm. Yeah, no, it's just... Um, yeah, the whole thing was weird. But obviously, Cactus is wearing his Mankind boots here. That's a standout. Yeah. And I think... Did he use the manable claw at some point? Was this the one? It looked
1: like it. There's it
3: either this one level. There's one where he, I think he did the mandible claw. was
1: the first time he ever did it. This was like some elbow. I think Mike came off the top rope and he caught him with an elbow. I don't think we saw the mandible claw. There's one of the matches such.
3: at the end, but yeah, one of the last ones they did. It's the first time um, he ever used it before he went. But he's definitely wearing his um, mankind boots because it had the crosses over the front and stuff like that. So. That's the thing. But, yeah, 20 years plus, I still thought it was quite sort of sad, even though I know he went on to have an amazing career in WWE. Bit of a good time. Yeah, he did well. So, um, yeah, he picked up the win. Picked him up, shook hands afterwards, and job done. After the match, he calls out creative, genius, and the visionary of ECW. The crowd's obviously expecting probably Heyman and... Maybe Gordon, but instead they get Stevie and the Meanie. Um, they start dancing around, and he said he wants to strut out of the ECW arena, which they did, which I thought was quite funny.
2: Yeah, again, the the the, the, the dubbing of the songs doesn't really do it justice. Yeah, no. um, you know this this was Sinatra originally, wasn't it? Yeah. New York, New York, was it? That'd be the one. Um, which obviously is kind of the the, the, the wrestling terminology for uh, going to WWF WWE. Um, but yeah, it's it's um,
1: yeah, it's,
3: it's
2: quite sad that you know we're at the end of this era. Yeah, it's another big
3: name that's um, passed through. Obviously, this one lasted a lot longer than than some of the others, but yeah, he's he's now passed and moving on to WWE. So we'll find out who sort of will take his spot as such as a sort of a main part of the roster's now um freed up. We got a highlight video which was just basically sort of you had a heartbeat and stuff like this. And at the end it said bang bang, he's dead.
1: Yeah, I was pretty, I thought that was very nice. I thought it would have worked better at the end of the episode.
3: Yeah, again, that would have been great at the end of the episode. But I'm guessing because at this point they knew he was going on to become mankind. So they didn't probably think in two years' time he'd be returning as Cactus Jack. So yeah, Mm. it's him at the end of the year. But that was a nice touch. Next up, we have Taz defeating Chris Jericho. Uh, My main thing, it can't really dig it on the product. It's not relevant. It's just relevant to the network. I don't know why they went back to... The shitty Taz theme instead of the War Machine rips. Yeah, it was. I just kind of his entrance just looked shit with the that one. <clears> so I thought that was crap. The um, <laughs> the match itself, I didn't mind. I mean, I'm a bit of a fanboy for both these two, so I was always gonna sort of, sort of, sort of get into it. But it was was pretty decent. Taz got a couple of suplexes in there. Jericho got a couple of suplexes of his own. Um, Yeah. They they sort of went back and forth. And Yeah, what do you guys think?
1: It was a tricky one for me because, obviously, Taz is on a high. Yeah. And I kind of thought, like, he can't really lose because he's on such a run. But yet, Jericho's really new. So, like, I couldn't really see, like, him losing. So like so early, and for his second fight for him to like go against um Taz. Um really, really good fight. It just for me, it was just hard to think someone's momentum is coming to an end. I thought um like like always, um what's his Fozzie was amazing yeah. with his whistle. Yeah. I can imagine if i watched this back in the day, like I'd hate Fozzie, like old Hill manager.
3: Um this is this is where the modern days like lacking managers isn't it because it's just a simple character but it adds that dynamic to make you sort of get annoyed with Taz.
1: Yeah, you you just you just rub you up the wrong way completely.
3: Yeah, it's like Taz is a killer. His manager is annoying as hell, but no one says anything because Taz is a killer. Yeah. So it just sort of Sort of works. Um, Taz gets the Taz mission onto Jericho and does not let go. Old Guido, or Stone, comes out. The Eliminators come out. and Finally, Pillman comes out. He's in the ring. He's bouncing up and down. The crowd's going mental. He's ready for a fight. Um, Taz sort of looks at him, suplexes Stone, and Pillman leaves. And thought- right.
2: So, oh. so let's stop there for a second. Why? So Taz is on a rampage. One-man crime spree, as he is. Um, and the person who runs out is Damien Stone, soon to be Little Guido, very soon to be Little Guido. Yeah. And at the moment, Damien Stone. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. We've seen random lower card people run out in these things to to break stuff up, so I understand that. That's 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 fine. The next two people to come to the aid of Chris Jericho are the Eliminators. Yeah. Your heel tag team champions who a couple of weeks ago were complaining that they didn't get to do total elimination on Beulah because that way they could have done two eliminations at the same time um, rather than hitting Francine with it. Yeah. Well, they wish
3: Francine was so, kicking,
2: but yeah. Yeah. So, total, total, total not even slightly redeemable heels who for some reason have run in because they've seen enough. Yeah. And then your third person to run in, because Eliminators count as one, Yeah. Um, is the Loose Cannon. Yeah. Who may or may not be part of this company, and we don't know, and may or may not be, you know, and he does what he wants. And what he wants includes... Making the save, and I know that he doesn't really, or they kind of square off and he runs away or blah 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 however you want to kind of frame it. Why is he there why Why are the eliminators there, and why is he there?
1: They were just free backstage
0: yeah, he just he came running out, and I guess they sort of had the sort of the heart connection with. Um, Jericho, so there is a story there to why he'd want to help him. If if you were there's a heart dungeon yes. connection there, so he you could write it as that's why it would help Jericho. It's just all the whole Shane Douglas running out there and doing the Scooby Doo, chasing each other around kind of shit was a bit, yeah. Rough. I mean,
2: so this is the problem it's, it's uh, you know, you can if you work hard enough, you can make the reason why, um. You know, him being a, a, a loose cannon who's only in it for himself, be damned. This is my Canadian brother. We've shared an experience. I'm coming out to, to make a difference, blah, 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 blah.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know why you would, especially at this point in his career, at this point in his uh, fairly early introduction into uh, the... the into, into everything that he is I don't know why you would want to make this point but you could make the argument as you know he's, he's running out to blah 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 um, I just don't get it I don't understand why why this segment needed Brian Pillman it
3: just keeps Pillman there doesn't it really
2: so yeah but is that already where we are with it we've already got to a point of where we need to keep Pillman there I mean he's clearly
3: um not capable of wrestling a match at the moment nope. and they've run out of what they can do with him I, I don't know whether it's because the loose cannon character was too much and he, he was just doing what he wanted and not it wasn't a character as such even though it was a character he was just working everyone because he could easily be doing the same sort of things that Austin was doing but yes. instead everything just seems like the camera's on something happens and they kind of go yeah that's the one cheers mate bye <laughs> because it's, yeah, just, I mean, we've it's said... just fucking mental some of the stuff he's doing like, it's entertaining but like I said I just thought Austin did it better so it's hard. It's so so. Hundred
2: percent. And again, as as I said last week, you know, um, I feel that um, the outsiders will do it better as well. That whole kind of, you know, he's here. Why is he here? Is he here to take over? Style thing.
3: Hmm.
2: I think that they do better than he does as well. Um, but yeah, it's just I I don't I don't understand why he's your. He's your go-to. He's not the White Knight of ECW. He's not. He's not running in to save people because that shouldn't be what he. What he is.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: If They're just trying to get over. He's crazy. He doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know. Um, was it highlights of Tommy Dreamer? Sam and Shane Douglas next or was it the Raven Shane Douglas
2: match so yeah it was highlights of something Dreamer, Sam and Shane Douglas they are coming together as a team can you believe it can you believe that these three would come together as a team to uh, fight um, uh, Raven and his lackeys Um, and yes I can because there's a very similar team in 80s Mania Wrestling Returns.
0: Oh.
3: Um, Griff, it's been a while, but Tommy Dreamer, Shane Douglas and The Sound Man, what would you name this team?
1: Oh. Oh. Um. I would call it (laughs) a franchise dream on the beach. Oh. I don't I mean, know if that's clever or not. I don't know if
3: that's clever or not. you got a franchise dream. It's the beach bit, is it? It's like an old... I don't understand Sandman, but... that's good. It works. It's lacking, like, impact. <laughs> yeah, you've got the Sandman up there in the Eagles Nest with his cane, and he's like, oh, my God, it's a member of the franchise dream on the beach. This is the first trilogy
1: you've, like, tried to get me to... This, this is hard. Like, this is... Not a tag team. This is, I'll have a think. I'll, see, I'll revisit this. All right. Uh, so that leads into Raven
3: versus Shane Douglas for the ECW World Heavyweight title. Uh, Raven picked up the win in this one. What do you think, guys?
2: So Raven is suffering from the gout. He doesn't have gout. He has the gout. Has it been announced at this point? It's announced a lot during this match. The gout, the gout, the, the gout. Because um, Raven's trying to get out of the match, and Stevie's trying to get him out of the match. And he wrestled the Sandman last night, but tonight Raven's going to take his advice. And he's going to not wrestle. At which point Shane Douglas, everyone's babyface, who uh, has come through and said he has schemed, he's scratched, his clawed, and he's manipulated to get his title match. And these fine folk deserve a title match. And you're not going to give them, you, you know, we're, we're going to do what we're meant to do, which everyone cheers, obviously, because he's the baby face, obviously. So yes, Raven has the gout and the gout will, um, play into, uh, his his inability to to kind of move around as freely as as he would have liked um but um i thought it was i thought it was a, a i thought it was a very clever way of hiding the fact that raven can barely walk
1: oh have i, I think... put everyone to sleep or no 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 I I, I think Paul thinks he's been kicked out. Um, He's still here, but I don't think he can hear us, which is really weird. But um, yeah, gout, gout, gout.
2: Um, So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a a big old fight. Um, And it's a fight with um, franchise doing a lot of stuff that I don't think is his specialty to be honest he he still does a lot of the um uh sabu-esque moves um so you know he's he's doing kind of the 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 jumping of chairs with uh, jumping off ropes with chairs and uh he tries to do a triangle dive at one point and almost kills himself by missing everyone Mm. um it's not his style it shouldn't be his style not everyone needs to wrestle that style he doesn't need to wrestle that style he should leave it well the fuck alone. (laughs) That's
1: all he's got. (laughs) What did you think? I thought it was all right. Um, Wasn't too bad a match. I I preferred the um, Whipbrick Cactus Chat match. But for what it is, um, yeah, it's good. Um, And that was that episode. It
2: was, yeah, that that went off the air with uh, Raven managing to somehow retain, and uh, we go into one five four from okay. the beginning of April, and uh, we start with Damien Kane making his way to the ring. Hello. All right, where were you guys? So we just got to the end of episode one five three. Uh, Saman uh, Raven had one against the odds. Well, not really against the odds because everyone came in to help him. But um, even with his his dodgy foot, because he's got the out um, after sh- after um, uh, Shane Douglas doing his best Sabu impressions with moves that he shouldn't be doing. Um, Raven manages to squeak and pick up the win. Oh, I
3: think not recap the old thing. I saw it.
2: And uh, I just gotta know where you are. Uh, <laughs> so before, I uh, um, all right, uh, so, Damien Kane,
3: yeah. Episode is the oh. second, uh, it's the um, yeah, 2nd of April 1996, episode 154. Um, uh, Joe Styles in the ring welcomes Damien Kane. He comes out we have a lady, Alexandra. The crowd start chanting. Shut the fuck up I didn't disagree to be honest with you. um he says he's not just a manager He calls anyone out um El Puerto Rico comes out with the worst music in fucking history. It was shit um Kane wants to fire Styles explains um,
2: that they've got a match scheduled, yeah, basically explains that he can't he can't just come in and pick up a fight because they've got a match scheduled and they've got to um, uh, they've got opponents, but uh, Damien Kane, after running down uh, the bad crew and various other people has decided that he wants to be a wrestler. So takes action to knock out El Puerto Ricano and um, uh, demands to wrestle who, whoever he, El Puerto Ricano was going to face. Yeah,
3: Joey did another one where literally walked out of the ring and was on commentary two seconds later, which always annoys me. Um, yeah, so Kane calls out whoever, which ends up to be Mikey Whipwreck and Mikey won
2: pretty easily, really. Yeah, so I mean, there was a weird um, uh, ultimatum given to Joey Styles of either you bring someone... There are two ways to get Damien Kane to re- leave the ring. Either you ring the bell and you bring out someone so he can have a fight because he's looking for competition, you you um, punch Lady Alexandra in the face. Yeah. And those are the two options. Um, y- you, those are your choices. You can either um, fight me or you can punch her. Which is fair. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it feels like just everyone's usual kind of choice on these things, doesn't it? Exactly. So, yeah.
3: But, yeah, it's just, it's just weird that Sonny, he's wrestling. It, makes, it There's nothing for it. It's like, uh,
1: especially for him to no. lose. Well, yeah. Just makes it all put more pointless and pathetic.
2: It's like him. Um, yeah, it was a bit just kind of out of nowhere. And then, you know, you just kind of hope that he just goes away a little bit.
3: Next up, we have the gangsters beating the blue meanie and Chad Austin, oh, very straightforward. The, the highlight of this match is basically New Jack is just killing these two. And <laughs> um, old lukewarm, Chad Austin gets referred to as Stone Cold Chad Austin at some point.
2: He does. He does, which I, I laughed because you've been calling that for years.
3: Yeah, it's just... Um, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because I'm always inventing something... That had already happened, so it's kind of hard to really take credit. Um, but yeah, that happened. Um, easy work, really. We then get in ring promo from the gangsters basically, so they don't do entertainment, they want to eliminate the eliminators and
0: the belts.
2: Simple. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, we, we we don't chuck and jive, we don't dance, you've we've not become fan favourites, you've made us fan favourites. Um Which was fair, yeah. I, I I don't understand why the gangsters are suddenly the face, but alright. Yeah. Happens.
3: Um Eliminators versus the Dark Raiders.
2: I was quite impressed with the Dark Raiders. Yeah.
0: Um
2: they were um quite a good uh T they, they they seem to have some very good offense. They moved really well. Um so yeah, I was I was quite impressed with uh how they set up and how they, they went on.
3: The Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm.
2: The dark Raiders of the Lost Ark.
3: Hey. Uh Griff thought one of these looked like the Undertaker. Was it these? No. I thought it was one of these that he thought looked like the Undertaker.
2: Oh no, no, that's later. No, that's later. later. Yeah, yeah, it's the next
3: episode. Oh, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, you're making reference when, to when Summer we Slam. hit prime time. I'm making SummerSlam reference. I thought this guy will not like the Undertaker. I thought that's what you were saying. No, I'm going
1: SummerSlam reference. Oh,
3: well, that's nice. Oh uh, So Eliminator's win. Um, they tried to cut a promo. They said they're not hard to find. The gangsters run out. Gangsters eliminate. There's a little brawl everywhere. Predictable. And then we went to the weekly segment known as Taz Killing Momentum. Last last week, he defeated Chris Jericho after a tremendous debut from Jericho. This week, we had Taz defeating Bubba Ray Dudley. Uh, I felt there could have been so much more of a build to this because of what um, the Dudleys were doing. I was impressed with um, him suplexing Bubba. The visual was impressive. But um, overall, Taz dismounted in Bubba Ray right? and then afterwards dismounted the Dudleys. I found it all a bit for no reason. They just...
1: I found it all a bit like they didn't even raid the ring at the same time. They just kind of sat back and go, you know what? Big Dick can go in first. <clears throat> and, then so- and then Sign Guy go in. I'm like, you're supposed to be a family. You're supposed to be a faction. And you're all kind of taking it... You, he's not breaking the submission hold. And yeah. You all... T- like, Big Duke to cages to go into the ring. <sighs> he always does. And it's, like, um, it's like they don't care. Well,
3: that's what happens when you're lugging around a big crutch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Done it all my life. <laughs> so, um, it was a bit uh, like... Um, the, the Dudleys have become some weird kind of... Um, hippie group with the hat, new hat, and everything, and and they should be off, you know, feeding elephants rather than kind of uh, wrestling. Um, and then Fonzie running around getting involved was super effective, um, far more effective than the three people that Bubba Ray had on the outside, yeah, all of which who were meant to be trying to get involved and help him, um, and for some reason just wouldn't. So it just it just went into a very weird situation, and um, yeah, Taz picks up the win. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was this weird bit where, they Bubba Ray's beating up Taz. Taz goes to the outside. Bubba Ray goes up to the top rope. Um, Fonzie distracts him, and in distracting him, Taz just kind of seems to walk right the way around the ring, into the ring. Stroll slowly up to Bubba Ray, and then throw him off the top off the the top rope.
3: Yeah, I mean, they, they do the suplex from the top rope again in the future as like a regular spot, but it's like um, it just all it is, is. They're just doing Taz, waiting until the whole Sabu thing happens. It seems to be obviously what they the direction they want, and they're keeping them apart. But it's just sort of going around dismantling anyone because they don't know who to feed him mm. it should have just been Chad Austin because no one would have given a fuck he'd suplex someone around choke him out pose everyone would have been happy he didn't have to beat Jericho and Bubba Ray because these, are, these are
2: good matches for the future I mean the way that they, they set this up a lot of things is is just kind of giving him player after player after player just to run through uh, player after player, wrestler after wrestler to run through and just kind of destroy and, and, you know, rip up and, um, feed to him. But yeah, just a little bit kind of like, okay, right.
3: Yeah. Massive. We then get a bunch of Pulp Fiction promos. Um, I can't lie. I thought this is the worst set of promos we'd seen.
2: I'd agree. I'd agree. I was looking forward to the break by
3: the... Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll read out who did promos, and if anything, people want to jump in afterwards, they can. Uh, Blue Meanie and the Doctor talking about Raven's Foot. We had Taz and Bill Alfonso, Pitbulls and Francine, Raven, Sam and Missy Hire Mummy, JT Smith, Eliminators and Shane Douglas. Did any of them really stand out to you? It's all a little bit blah, 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 I'm honest. I just I've enjoyed these um, Pulp Fiction ones. I've Enjoy the idea of a quick fire way to sort of end the show,
2: but um, I thought they all sucked.
1: I just think less is more. Did... They keep on doing them, and like, yeah, I did
2: think when I looked at the timestamp stamp, so saw there was eight and a half minutes worth of Pulp Fiction sh- quick promos. I did kind of think that that feels too long. Yeah. Um, and yeah,
3: it was. It's just uh, it's quite sad, really.
2: Um, but yeah,
3: moving on to episode 155, the ninth of April, 1996, the show kicks off with an interview of Raven, his foot doctor, um, and all of his flunkies. Um, the doctor basically goes into a little bit of detail, explaining over and over what's up with Raven's foot. It's
2: broken. It is broken. in A million pieces. After Sam, uh, after, uh, Franchise jumped on it and smashed the I guess that's the bit we didn't discuss of them all trying to kind of get together for the kill and then Franchise jumped off and smashed the the, the leg. Franchise. Which again in this one because there was a, a chair over the leg is this debilitating now there's screws in his leg and all the rest of it. Whereas about four weeks ago it was a just a transition spot that they then got up and moved around afterwards.
3: Yeah. It's just like, I get the ankle thing, but it plays out a lot. Um, After that, the Sandman basically interrupts. He does what he does. Um, He ends up getting attacked by primetime Brian Lee. Is this the Undertaker reference we're looking for, Griff?
1: Dong. Obviously,
3: Brian Lee, I'm assuming, last time seen on TV would have been him playing... The Million Dollar Man's Undertaker in the Undertaker versus Undertaker match at WrestleMania, no WrestleMania SummerSlam. No,
1: SummerSlam
3: it was... 95. Yeah, so it
1: was See, I never knew if like, it was the real Undertaker until SummerSlam.
2: I didn't know if they were both the real Undertaker. I'm still not sure which one is the real Undertaker. I don't know which one of the Ultimate Warriors was the real Ultimate Warrior either.
0: Was Brian
3: Lee the original Undertaker? Now people just gonna think we're fucking stupid. Um, yeah. So he texts he text Tommy Dreamer. We then get a promo by Raven, Brian Lee, and the Bruise Brothers. Um, a lot of um, little future A little future stable here, right here. Little disciples of Apocalypse hanging out in this room. Just saying.
2: So, would you like a little bit of a, a, a weird trip through? that shows how circular everything is? Yeah, a little weird, quick trip. Yeah. So you've got Raven there with the Bruise Brothers and Brian Lee. The Bruise Brothers and Brian Lee will be going off to form the Disciples of Apocalypse. Yep. Uh, the fourth member of that being... Crush. Whose real name was... Brian Adams. Who, in WCW, would form a team with... Brian Clarke. Brian Clark, who in WCW prior to that was... Raph. But started his main career in WWE as... Adam Bond. the Clown. Whose manager was...
3: Harvey Whippleman.
2: And before that... Kim Chi. Johnny Flamingo. (gasps) It was Johnny Flamingo. Who went on to be Raven. Oh, look at that. The... Oh, sorry, who went on to be raven? Right with...
3: 11 degrees of separation.
2: Yeah, I thought that was quite a, a cool, you know, Seven Shades of Brian. Yeah, it was nice. Brian Lee to Brian Adams to Brian Clark to yeah, I thought I answered Scott the Lee questions
3: Lee. quite well as well.
2: Ooh. I was impressed by that. Thank you. I, I knew if I could get on to your um, chronic knowledge, we'd be all right.
3: Chronic, chronic
2: what an awful great tag team they were
3: do you remember there's rumours they're going to come back as demolition no oh. there's loads of talk no but I could see that there was talk at the time that WWE wanted to re-sign them and repackage them as demolition but it's just one it well, of those where like you have know, the sites just making up shit and, um, like Mark Merrow <laughs> joining the w- uh, DX um, Mabel being the third man <laughs> always So, yeah, so basically they're all out the back doing a bit. Raven's music hits. The crowd is sitting in dissipation, but nothing happens. Joey Stile announces the champ isn't ready to wrestle yet, but luckily they've got a backup match. And, oh, my God, it's a beauty. Joey Hartgood versus the Broad Street bully. Um, During this match, we then cut out to Raven screaming out the back. And then suddenly we cut back, and it's a dribble threat match of Axel Rotten attacking people for no fucking reason. I was confused. and Axel won, and I was happy it was over.
2: Yeah. So um, Axel Rotten runs in with the barbed wire baseball bat. Oh, I'm up. Um, I think uh, Broad Street Bully got hit with it and decided he'd rather be laying on a beach drinking cocktails, so he ran away. Um, and Joel Hartgood. Who had some really weird tattoos, um ended up taking a, a a front face slam into a barbed wire bat um for the for the loss.
3: Yeah. It's good to so Axel picked up that win. He's on the winning streak again. Um Joey says we still aren't ready to go. Uh, so he goes back with Raven again. Everyone is offering to take his place, basically. Which is nice. And then did we have a promo by the Pitbulls and Francine, or was it another Raven promo?
2: There is a promo about from the Pitbulls and Francine around this time. Yeah, it would have been here I, didn't rem- I don't remember if it was there or after. It would have been here then, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're shouting because of the
3: Eliminators and the Gangsters. Yeah, they just want to get in the mix, didn't they? As well, they should. Um, another promo by Raven, Brian Lee, and the of Brothers. Raven basically walks up to the, the camera and said he's ready. And uh, yeah, we get Shane Douglas, Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman um, beating Raven and the Bruce Brothers. What do you think about this thing? I must admit, when I looked at the timestamp, I looked down and I was just like, oh wow, this match is about 35 minutes.
1: And most of that is entrances. and um...
3: Yeah. <laughs> For a small arena, everyone found a little bits. Bit. My favourite bit was um, Raven obviously came out with his annoyed music. Sat down in the corner. The lights went out, and Joey was panicking. The lights went out. Sam um, Sandman appeared. Um, everyone was like, you know, excited. The Sandman Then Tommy Dreamer appeared, and then Shane Douglas appeared. Everyone's cheering that um, the franchise Dream Beach had arrived. And yeah,
1: Dreamer <laughs> Dreamer got the Eagles Nest. He got he got the um, the best spot on the coast.
3: The Dreamer did a weird thing. We started pointing at the Sandman The coast of Phuket. Dreamer started pointing the franchise Dream Beach. Dreamer started pointing to Sandman, and um, yeah, Stevie Richards kind of awkwardly ran up behind and started smacking Sandman with a plastic chair, which took Sandman out for a while. He was in trouble; he nearly fell off. <laughs> teasing, teasing it, and then yeah, then it was just sort of a wild long match. What did I think of this wild long match?
1: Bit of fun.
3: Bit of fun a bit long a bit 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 too long
1: and wild for you? yeah extreme uh it was an extremely <laughs> long match extremely long match hey. Boys, But at least it felt main event worthy so many so many weeks where the main event is questionable like why is this the main event this actually felt like for once like you know what this should be the main event yeah this, this should be pay-per-view worthy Okay, whatever, the house show special worthy. Yeah, it should have, should have been. It was,
3: it was a big match. But it might have been still from the big-ass extreme bash or wherever it was.
1: Might be. Because that's not on the network, is it?
3: No, because that would have been around. Yeah, it's where the Cactus Jacket everyone's from, so maybe mm. everything was from that. And people in the arena had no idea that Raven had a problem with his foot. <laughs> They <laughs> just saw him come Despite out. The crutches. Yeah, they just saw him come out and on crutches and thought there he is. Hey Raven. And um yeah, that was basically into that.
2: And that was it. That's the end of the show. We march on. So would you like a nice little so at one point in this the um uh they they tease uh getting their hands on uh Beulah at the end. Um and the, the, the Bruce Brothers hold her whilst Raven stalks ready to attack um uh and, and, and to end the the, the pregnancy of, of his girlfriend and her lover and various other things and Kimono Wanalea jumps in the way and saves her and blah blah blah. Um and I uh, I have an interesting Beulamagilla cutty fact.
0: Go if you it. wish to
2: have one. Um so this is nineteen ninety-six. Um late eighties, uh Bueller actually made her wrestling debut. Uh seen in the crowd being tormented by the heels, and her real life boyfriend came out to make the save. Oh. Do you know who her real life boyfriend was? Chad fucking Austin. Close.
3: Close. Two Cold Scorpio. Close.
1: They
2: all be close. Um, Brian Pillman. No. Nah. So he faced Brian Pillman, ran out to save his legitimate, real, real-time girlfriend, real-life girlfriend, uh, who would become Buyla McGillicuddy. Oh, um, from the the heels. Oh,
3: that's crazy! Considering she ended up getting married to Tommy Dream and
2: oh. having twins. Yeah.
3: Oh. So, there we know. Interesting little fact. Griff, what was your um,
1: sort of bit of the week? Extreme hit uh, and miss. It's got to be Cactus Jack. Hit, hit. Um, I thought him against Mikey was good. I thought him, like, you think he's trying to thank Paul Heyman, um, but he's actually thinking Stevie Richards and Meanie. Um Yeah, I'd go with Cactus Jack. Uh, miss of the week was, um, what's his name? The Godfather. Wrestling for once and losing, I thought oh, it was really well, pointless. And I, okay. Yeah, I thought after all this time, the wrestles and like he just loses, like just makes him a bit of a laughing stock, really. Whoa. So that that was my um, that was my massive miss.
0: Nicely done. Um, this brings us to the end of the show. Make sure you check us out on social media at underscore sports Arena on Instagram or Twitter. There's a lot of stuff going on, so come over and get involved in the stream. We post stuff. You comment, we comment back. We have a lovely conversation. Everyone likes it. If you wish to support the show, obviously like, share, subscribe on all your um, providers like you found us now. Have you listened to us? Throw a little like and a comment in there. It's always appreciated <laughs> Go to Zazzle.co.uk or .com. Simply search Sports Arena. Find that merchandise. Have a little browse. Buy a shirt. Show your pride. Be extreme in a modern way. This is the bit where I disappear and they do their thing. And we all sing along in spoken word. In spoken word it is. Um, it is. It is that time
2: where Griff uh, regales us with... Um, uh, an Oscar-worthy, Tony-worthy, Emmy-worthy performance of a spoken word act, uh, as as given by me, inspired by what we've seen, and we've seen a lot over the last three episodes. Um, we've seen the coming together of the unholy alliance of the Sandman, of Fre- Raven, of uh, of the Sandman of the franchise, and of Tommy Dreamer. Um, three uh, to face Raven, probably four names that you would put on an all-time rushmore of uh ECW. So seeing them all in the same rings, a big deal. Um uh so out of all of it though, I went to Cactus Jack and I went to um something a little bit more inside than than uh what it was. Uh I was going to think I was thinking about New York New York or something like that, but I thought that was a little bit obvious. Um Cactus Jack, in his books, um, references um, how usually he's quite a nice, chilled-out guy, Very bearing in mind he's a hardcore icon. He's um, quite relaxed. You know, he's almost Buddhist, you know, almost temples and monkeys. He's, he's quite relaxed and um, pretty cool. Um, so to get himself psyched for a match like he would have had with Mikey Whipwreck and like we've seen him have uh, through his ECW career, he would listen to – Um, uh, songs to try and uh, psych himself up and his artist of choice um, was Tori Amos and one of the songs that he would listen to on repeat to try and build himself up and build that anguish and angst and rage to go on and fight was Tori Amos's Cornflake Girl so here to get us into a fighting spirit
1: is Griff Never was a cornflake girl. Thank you. Okay. Though that was a good solution. Hanging with the raising girls. She's gone to the other side. Giving us the old heave ho. Things are getting kind of gross. And I go, it's sleepy time. This is not really. This, a this. This is not really happening. You bet your life it is. You bet your life it is. Oh, you bet your life. It's a peel out the watchword. Just peel out the watchword. She knows what's going on. Seems we've got a cheaper feel now. All the sweet days are gone. Gone to the other side. With my encyclopedia. They must have paid her a nice price. She's putting on her string bean, love. This is not really... This, this, this is not really happening. You bet your life it is. You bet your life it is. Oh, you bet your life. It's a peel at the watchword. Just peel out the watchword.
0: Fuck's a watchword.
1: Bye.